You're listening to LinkedIn Ads Radio, the podcast dedicated to exploring and mastering LinkedIn advertising with your host, Anthony Blattner from Speedwork. All right, triple threat document ads. Hello, marketers, and welcome to another episode of LinkedIn Ads Radio. Today, I'm excited to deep dive on one of LinkedIn's newest ad formats and even post types, the new document ad format. Uh, We've been having a lot of fun working with these, and we've been seeing a lot of success with them. They're a great new format to come to the platform, both for users and for advertisers. So in today's episode, we're going to deep dive and go real deep on document ads, how we think about them, how we approach them, and then we'll go through a whole bunch of different tips and tricks so that you can get the best performance out of your document ads. Now, before we dive in, some updates from the news. So you've been probably seeing a whole lot more AI on LinkedIn recently. I know I've seen it pop up in basically every different facet of LinkedIn. I've now seen it in Sales Navigator, where now instead of selecting your different filters for building your lists, you can now type in and explain your audience. And then that kind of takes that and translate that into your uh, targeting criteria. So it's an interesting way because th- there are so many options in SalesNav and I can imagine for somebody who has an, is not super, an expert in SalesNav, it might be easier to type in and explain your audience and then see what the AI translates that to in terms of the filters selected. And I think in, in either way, sometimes maybe it's interesting to, if you've been using certain filters, try typing in the audience that you're trying to reach and see what that generates. In the beginning here, it seemed, you know, seemed relatively basic where I typed in a couple basic audiences and it kind of gave me the expected filters. And um, there was a couple of ones that were selected that I was like, oh, that's interesting to think about adding that one in. So feel free to test out your audiences. Uh, and I think it'll get even better as we, you know, as we go. What I'm excited for is maybe seeing how that translates into keywords that are used. Maybe it can do some more, you know, it'll be pulling from a larger data set to scan profiles when you describe your audience and seeing how that translates into targeting. So AI now is now in sales navigator. We see it on the post creation side on LinkedIn. Uh, it's also now in the LinkedIn campaign manager. They are doing a beta in terms of now you can create and run campaigns where the targeting, the campaign creation, and the ad creative can all be generated by AI. Of course, you can select different things in each of those steps to kind of give the AI some direction depending on the campaign you're looking to run, but then the AI will generate a large portion of that. So these are all kind of early stage betas, but it's exciting to see uh, ever since you know the Microsoft and OpenAI partnership, seeing all these new tools come to the platform. Again, it's still very early days. I'm excited to see where this goes in the future. For another item, LinkedIn just released their how to win B2B quarterly report. There's some interesting stats in there. I like to kind of follow along these quarter to quarter. They'll talk about different trends on the platform um, down to like different hashtags, what are the most popular hashtags, along with some industry research they're doing. So there's some interesting stats there and things to kind of follow along. You know, the interesting things kind of like top performing hashtags recently. And of course, AI is in like the top three. It wasn't the first, but it was in the top three. Some other ones in there were innovation and leadership. Uh, If you're posting on the platform, it's good to use popular hashtags because other people that are following those hashtags will will be more likely to see your post in your feed. So there is some benefit of knowing what the most popular hashtags. Then they shared some other stats on the ad side, sharing that conversation ads get 2x the open rates of message ads. I thought that was interesting. Um, There's been this recent big push to, to bring message ads back. I do like the message ad format for certain type of quick hit offers that you might be sending. Conversation ads are nice because you can build a chat tree and then somebody can kind of build their choose their own adventure through those chat bubbles. So I think they both have a, a use case there. It was interesting to see that 
that conversation ads get 2x the open rates. I wonder if that's something around the subject lines that are used or maybe certain ones will open on the homepage automatically versus the other one you have to click to open. I thought that was interesting. And then thought leader ads are getting 1.7 times higher CTRs than your average image ad uh, or your average sponsored content ad. And that's very clear. We've seen all the thought leader ads we've run. They've gotten much higher engagement rates than your standard sponsored content ad. Your standard sponsored content ad on LinkedIn gets the benchmark is about 0.4%. CTR is the average. You know, with a well-designed ad, you can usually beat that pretty well. And then we've seen thought leader ads get, you know, it's not uncommon to have 5% CTRs. So I've seen, you know, many multiples of the benchmark. And that also allows you to bid um, bid lower and get better costs with those super high engage rates. So some awesome stuff to see there. And then the, also the CAPI API, the conversions API is uh, I think rolled out of beta now, and now it's kind of full access in the platform. So we've seen more more partner platforms in the platform when you're going to set up conversions, API conversions. So now there's like a, a selector in the platform. So you can select HubSpot, you can select Salesforce and some other options there. I'm excited to see that because especially at B2B, there's so much that happens offline in the sales process that we want to be able to track. So this will give us a lot more hooks into being able to uh, see those events and the impact of those events in LinkedIn Campaign Manager. So those are some very exciting things to see. We're also right in the middle of Q1 right now. Uh, the recording of this is late January. Q1 is always some of the best performance on LinkedIn. People are back from the holidays. They're excited for the year. So the the rising prices we saw in Q4 have now kind of reset. We've seen lower costs and much higher engagement rates, uh, and then also much higher conversion rates. So now that people are back to work and planning out their year, they're they're looking for new tools and solutions. So they're opting in to you know more demos and stuff like that. So now's a very good time to be running your advertising. This is what you're going to build your list, build your leads that you're going to go then work uh, later in the year. Um, lastly, I haven't, if I haven't mentioned it yet, if you're ever looking for a second set of eyes on your ad account, we offer audits for LinkedIn ad accounts. So if you ever want a second set of eyes on your ad account to say, am I going, am I on the right track? Could I be improving my costs? Uh, is my ad creative good? Is my targeting good? Uh, sometimes it's nice just to have like a second set of eyes on those things. So if you ever are interested in that, you can reach out to me and me and my team will audit your ad account. We have different checklists we'll run through that will review your account structure. We'll review campaign configurations. Sometimes you'll find little things in there that are just like set up incorrectly, or maybe you're not using the most ideal uh, setting there. Um, so we'll look through all that and let you know our thoughts on that. We'll look through your targeting uh, and review that. And then of course, going through your ad creative and let you know if we have any feedback on any of the ad creative that's there. We'll pull some other examples that we've seen work well in similar uh, industries or competitors um, and then show those with you as well. All right, so next let's, let's dive into the meat of this episode here. So today we're talking about document ads. So if you've been on the platform recently, you've noticed this new uh, post format uh, and ad format on the platform where now you can have a post that is, it looks like a few slides of swipeable information that you will see in this post. Uh, kind of looks like a normal sponsored content newsfeed post for the most part, but then the the word the image usually is that is a swipeable section so you can swipe through a few slides of information to start uh, it supports a few different file formats such as powerpoint slides pdfs and stuff like that so you can if you have certain documents that you have laying around that are popular feel free to upload those right to the platform and then you can uh, that you can create your document post doing that 
so that's how a lot of people started with this was, and one of the reasons why LinkedIn started with this was uh, lead magnets and content downloads and just sharing content in B2B is like one of the most, most common formats of advertising. So lots of people run ads to get leads to sign up to download a piece of content. So the, this was originally created to kind of shortcut that process and make it easier for advertisers not to have to go upload your asset to some third-party website uh, and then do a lead capture and then, you know, automate that lead to another system and then send an email. Now you can just use this document ad format to upload your document. Someone can opt in to download it and then they'll receive that document. But there comes a lot of other benefits of this format that we'll talk about today. So also, if you've used any other social platforms, you know, primarily Instagram, I see this a lot where you'll upload multiple photos and you'll be going in your feed and you can see that you can swipe through a section, you know, someone's post that has multiple photos and you You'll, you'll swipe through a few of those photos and you can see all those different photos there. So very popular on Instagram. Lots of people upload multiple images and you can swipe through and kind of see a story. Maybe it's like someone's day or someone, some trip they went on and you can swipe through and see a few different images of that. So it packs more information into a single post. We see that LinkedIn often follows other platforms out there. So features that uh, have existed in other platforms, LinkedIn, you know, I think they kind of you know see how those perform on other platforms and learn from that. You know, Facebook changes very quickly, other platforms change very quickly, and then LinkedIn I think goes the more tried and true method and sees what's works on other platforms, what are our users want, what's a, what's appropriate for our, our professional community, and then they'll kind of leverage what they see there and, and build those features for our users here. So we've seen that with polls, we've seen that with LinkedIn Lives, and it's exciting to see that some of these other popular features of other platforms are now making it to LinkedIn. And I've also been very impressed that I've, about all the new features that have been released recently, I feel like LinkedIn is really uh, you know, putting their foot on the gas and creating a lot of new great features for the platform. So back to doc document ads, uh, they're a great new format because you can convey a lot of information in multiple slides rather than having just one image on screen at any given time, you can put a lot more information into that post. I will say they are more work to create, which also kind of creates less competition for you because with it being more work to create these document ads and posts, if you're if you are creating them, less others are creating them because you have to put in the work to put that content together, design that piece of content, and then upload that to the to the platform where it's a lot easier to do just a text post or an image post, and then you know text ads and image ad, image ads. So these are more work and there's less competition because of that. Now, if you've been a LinkedIn user or marketer for any given time, you might say, well, we've already had a, a kind of swipeable format in, in what's called carousel ads. Carousel ads have been on the platform since very early days. They've been around for a while where you can have multiple cards of information. They can have a headline in each card. You can have an image in each card. They can work with lead forms and kind of all that good stuff. You can click through their website or use a lead form. They've been around for a while. Uh, if you've been a user, you've probably seen them. If you've been an advertiser, maybe you've tried them before. In my experience, document ads are much better than carousel ads. And I think that's for a few different reasons. And, you know, historically, as we've always compared both image ads um, to carousel ads and then like lead gen ads using both images and carousel ads, we very often saw that image ads outperformed carousel ads uh, in a lot of, for a lot of different reasons. Number one is that they 
carousel ads reduce the amount of creative space you have because they are trying to put a couple different cards on screen so you actually have a smaller visual space that you're using so that gives you less visual space to grab the the, the viewer's attention so they had lower engagement rates because of that and then number two is i think they screamed ad a lot more because you could only display one of these if it was an ad so people would start to see these and then they would know that this is an ad and be less likely to engage with it because of that so number three is that you couldn't retarget swipes. So swiping was an easier interaction, has been an easier interaction, of course, but you couldn't retarget when somebody just swiped on your carousel ad. You can now do that with document ads, which is great for retargeting. And then number four is if you had different URLs in the different cards in your carousel ad, like if card A linked to the homepage and card B linked to our product page, you could actually be charged twice if the user clicked on both of those links. The way that the spec, the LinkedIn documentation was describes it is that it will charge you for each unique click. So you can be charged twice on one ad. That's not an ideal scenario for advertisers. So every time we tested these, uh, both in just for linking to the website and then also for lead gen, we very often saw that CTRs were lower than image ads, which made us have to pay more because of that. And then we also saw lower uh, conversion rates because of it. We think, you know, people, this kind of screamed ad and then all these other reasons we mentioned here. All right. And then if you've been using the organic side of the platform, if you've tried out talking ads at all, because this is one of LinkedIn's newest formats, document posts are getting a lot more reach in the in this organic side of the algorithm. So document posts are doing great right now. If you're posting a lot organically, document ads are a great format to test out. Again, for similar reasons that it's very easy to engage with. A lot of the algorithm on all social platforms are based on engagement. So swiping is a very, you know, kind of low barrier to entry engagement. It's very easy to do. And it's kind of enticing. Somebody sees an image that grabs their attention. They're like, okay, what else is in this document? And they're going to swipe through a few slides there of information. So the very easy engagement, it kind of draws the user into swipe to learn more. So the these platforms see that as an engagement. That's a positive sign. So we're going to show this uh, post to more people because of that. So organically, document ads are getting a lot of great reach because it's very easy for a user to engage with them. So that therefore, we're seeing very high engagement rates and then the algorithm is promoting those to even more people, which then, you know, that's, that's the goal is getting your organic post in front of as many people as possible, engaging your audience. So document, ad, document posts are doing awesome. Interestingly, it's also that we're noticing more comments on document uh, posts. And I think that's because you can put a lot more information in that document post you can, there's more for the viewer to connect with and it does feel like more of an authoritative resource versus just an image or just text by itself. When you put something into a document format, whether it's a PDF or a slide deck that you're uploading there, um, it kind of feels like this, this piece of information, this educational resource that you're sharing kind of carry some weight with it. So it's interesting to see that people have engaged with these more. So we're seeing a lot more comments, a lot more conversations happening because of it. So there's more for your viewer to connect with. And lastly, these also get shared more than average. And it's because this is this is an educational resource that you're sharing with your network and people see that. And if they like that resource, they want to also share that with their network. So they kind of feel like they're sharing this, this valuable resource with their network. So again, these kind of carry more weight than just an image or just text by itself will carry. It kind of feels like you're sharing a valuable resource with your network and then other people want to engage with that and want to share that. So that's some kind of thinking behind these. When these first came out, uh, I think the most common use case was if you were running you know, content downloads using lead magnets, you would upload these resources to the ad and then somebody would swipe through maybe like one or two uh, slides of this and then it would ask them if you want to get the rest of this resource, 
you know, opt in, submit this lead gen form, and then you'll get access to this. And it's kind of an, uh, a more seamless experience where you can just upload that right to the ad. The, the viewer can opt into it and then they can download it right there from the ad. So you don't need to go host this on a website. It's faster and easier to do rather than having to worry about external URLs. So that's how most people use it in the beginning. And what we often saw was they did okay, but they often did not beat the performance that we saw from our image ads. And I think that's because our image ads, we have, you know, we've, we've iterated these all, a lot. We have very good templates and formats that we know work well for, you know, a visual that's going to grab some atten- someone's attention, a headline I'm going to put there, the image, and then a CTA button telling them to click to opt in to download this or request a demo or whatever that image is going to do. But often when I'm, when I have a PDF or a guide or a report that I'm looking to use as a lead magnet, the, it's not often optimized for that. So it might have like, you know, kind of a standard size, it might have a cover page. So some, uh, a PDF with a good cover page usually perform better, but people don't often put buttons on their cover pages. It's not going to say download on the cover page when this is the actual PDF itself. And then for slide decks, they're often in, you know, short horizontal format. So they take up less space because of that. So just all these different ones we split tested, we very rarely saw them beat the performance of our image ads because these images were designed to get someone's attention and encourage them to opt in to download this resource, whereas the resource itself was just meant to be the resource, not actually to promote itself. All right, now bringing this back around, we're talking about PDFs and reports. The document format, it really, it's just a, it's just a format that allows you to put a few pages of a PDF into an ad that doesn't necessarily need to be the report or the guide. You could use, you could design a PDF or you could design a few pages of information like we design images where we want to have a headline, where we want to have a call to action and we want to convey information to the user. So we design our images for LinkedIn. You can also do that same thing with these PDFs that you're using in document ads. So someone doesn't need, need to opt in to download that document, but maybe you use the lead form to request more information or request a demo, or maybe you just have a link to a website, but from taking a step back, there's a lot of different ways we can use document ads. Now, the primary way I think about document posts and document ads is that they are an effective format for conveying multiple slides of information to the the reader. I have the ability to share more than one image worth of information. I have the ability to share several slides of information that someone can scroll through. So that's the primary use case for them here. So they get a very high engagement rate and they get very cheap engagements, which you can then retarget in other stages in other campaigns. So you can now build a retargeting audience based on somebody who has swiped through your document. It's a very easy interaction to get from the user and that allows you to get very cheap cost pers when you're doing retargeting. So if you have just a standard image ad, you have to your retargeting is based on clicks to that image ad. So I can only retarget, you know, for your standard image sponsored content image ad, you're probably paying, you know, 8 to 12 bucks per click versus a document ad, I can get a lot more swipes for a lot cheaper. So I can then go retarget those swipes in a retargeting campaign. So it allows me to achieve a cheaper uh, retargeting engagements because of that. I'm looking right here now at one uh, recent uh, document ad I just launched. And with $100 spent, I have 19 clicks. And that's about $5.25, $5.50 per click, which is, which is on the cheaper end itself. That's pretty good for a CPC cost. But it also has 300 and 
49 engagements, and that is people swiping on the document ad, which comes out to being 28 cents per engagement. So if I was just retargeting clicks to the image ad, maybe you know, that would be about five bucks per click, but I can also retarget uh, swipes to the document ad, and that's 28 cents per engagement. So that's 20 times cheaper retargeting. So that's kind of the primary value is getting a lot of engagements for very cheap. And then everything else after that is kind of just gravy. So you also have the opportunity to convey more information to your reader rather than just a single image worth of information. The caveat I'll say is, is being honest that a swipe is a pretty easy interaction. It's a very low intent interaction. If somebody does click on your image to go to your website, that does kind of convey more intent. They are looking to click through to learn more there. Uh, if they click to open a lead form, that's another level of intent. If they submit a form, that's another level of intent. If they go to your company page, that's another level, another level of intent. If they go to your website, that's also another level of intent. So keeping in mind that these are low intent interactions, but it's a great way to lower that barrier to entry and get your audience engaging. And then you can retarget them with, I would probably filter them through another campaign before I offered a third demo campaign. So this is kind of the concept of having multiple layers of retargeting. You might have your cold campaign that is the document ads. And where we're having a lot of success with these, where these fit in very well is using these in your cold targeting because it's very easy to get that interaction and get somebody started in your formal. So you can get those interactions in the cold layer very easy with these document ads, and then you can go retarget somebody with other ads after that. And then you might put them through a couple of different layers of retargeting before they get to your demo ad. But doing so, that'll get you cheaper clicks in your retargeting layer. So if you were if you're just running sponsored content image ads to your website, you're gonna get a certain CTR and you know certain CBC. But if you run document ads first and then retarget with those, you might get twice the CTR and half the CBC because of that. All right, how about some limitations of these document ads? So the first is the retargeting limitation is that, you know, with video ads, you can retarget based on the length of the video that somebody watched, which is a great way to, you know, build your retargeting audience. If your video is like a minute or two long, you often want to say, you know, if someone just watches a few seconds, I don't want to retarget just that. But if they watch 25% or 50% of my video, that's that shows more intent there. And then maybe I just want people that watched half the video so I can know that somebody watched half the video that shows some kind of interest there. If they watch a couple seconds and you know, that's probably not really interested. I wish we could do that with document ads. Right now it's just any interactions with the with the document ad or click or chargeable interactions with the document ad, which could be clicking to a website, clicking to your company page or clicking to open the lead gen form. So I wish we could do retargeting based off and of the how far somebody swiped through your document ad. I hope that's coming down the road. The second limitation is that there's not a big clickable headline like there is with an image ad. That is the nice part of image ads is you have a headline that's down there below where you can use that to, you know, maybe label your offer, you know, tell someone the action you want them to take. Document ad, they have a headline, but it only appears when you mouse over the document. It'll slide down from the top. It's pretty small. It doesn't get a lot of attention. Doesn't really serve like a headline would. I wish we could have a headline below the document, just like we have with uh image ads. And then lastly is that, yeah, acknowledging that they are more work to create. You have to sit down and write out the content that you want into the, into this document. So you probably have to write out a few pages of copy for the image, for the pages of the ad. And then you also have to have somebody design up this multiple pages of a PDF versus just creating one. Uh, all right, next let's talk about what is the ideal document ad look like? 
So first is to know that when you are uploading your document to the document ad, you can only show six up to six pages of the ad. You can slide, you have a slider where you can say, I want to show one page and then someone has to opt in or I want to show two pages or three pages, but that slider only goes up to six. So if you have a seven page PDF, you are not able to show all seven pages. Somebody must uh, either click download or opt in to get the full PDF. So keep that in mind is anything past six pages won't be seen. So the best format to use is number one, starting with a an attention grabbing cover page. You probably want to have a big headline there, maybe a visual that draws somebody in using a visual of what, you know, what it is that your company does or a visual that represents your target audience and then have some directions to tell them to swipe. Uh, without those directions, somebody might just assume it's an image ad and kind of continue to scroll by, but let them know, put a little arrow that says swipe and then that'll kind of show somebody that they can swipe through that document ad. Uh, then after that cover page, you probably want to have three to four pages of information. I like to use lists where you'll label maybe like the, the top five reasons to use this HR system or top five new features of the platform or how these five companies achieved XY results. Uh, you can put a series of case studies in there too. So I like to have lists and then label those pages so somebody knows that they're swiping through kind of where they are in your document. Now, after those informative pages, I like to have kind of an ending page where it's going to recap. It's going to have some information about the company that we're advertising on behalf of. It's going to have their logo, a little blurb about them, and then it's going to mention what their URL is. Of course, we can't click through right there on the document ad in feed, but just to let them know, here's our URL. Go here to learn more. Some people will just hop over to Google and then search for that. You might choose to put that about the company page before you get to the informative pages because someone's probably uh, scrolling through to get to that informative information. Maybe after a couple of slides, they drop off or continue. So maybe it's good to also put that informative page before you get to the information. Uh, and in the, any of these cases, you can split test that and then keep an eye on what's uh, how far your viewers have made it through your document. Those are performance stats you can get in LinkedIn Campaign Manager. And then lastly, the best uh, best format is the the slightly tall format, 1200 by 1500 pixels, that vertical size that'll take up more screen real estate. And that always increases you know interaction rates because you're gonna take up more screen real estate, gives you a bigger space to grab someone's attention. So note that this is not your standard slide deck. Horizontal slides are not the best because they're gonna be short. Um, the text is gonna be small. And then with it being that small, it's going to be harder for someone to read. They're probably going to scroll away then. All right. And so you can also attach a lead gen form to these document ads. Uh, and if you're using them to promote the guide that you're putting in there, you'll want to have that lead form, you know, promote opt-in to download the rest of the guide. But I also like to use these for uh, when you design a PDF that's meant to be in feed, not necessarily meant to be a lead magnet that someone would want to get. I want to convey a few slides of information and it would attach other lead forms for a cold audience. Maybe it's just learn more or request more info about XYZ. If this is a retargeting ad, then maybe it's like get a demo or request a free trial type of lead form I would wanna offer there, which whatever is kind of the next, next step in the journey. So now we've kind of been talking about using these for drawing high engagements in your cold layer, maybe for lead jet as well. These document ads are also great to put into your retargeting campaigns because again, it's it keeps people on the platform, which whenever somebody has to click off the platform, you're going to have a very high drop-off rate. You're going to have to wait for page loads and stuff like that. So it's a very easy way to keep information in the feed that somebody can consume and quickly swipe through a few pages. So it's a, it's a way to convey more information than just a single image ad done right there in the feed. 
you have much higher consumption rates and then that'll be a lot higher cost per learning because getting somebody to your website to read a, a blog post or to read your product page can be uh, a big journey. Someone's got to click on your image ad, you got to wait for the page to load, they then have to scroll through that page. There's a lot of drop off that happens in that. You know, just check your Google Analytics to see what your bounce rate is on your paid traffic. Paid traffic is usually a lot higher bounce rate than your organic traffic. Um, that's, that's very common. So instead of making somebody go through that journey and knowing that you're going to have a high drop off, just put that content right in the feed so they can just swipe and learn that right there. You'll have much higher engagement and then you can also retarget all those uh, swipes. So consider repackaging your core benefits, your core insights into a document ad and then putting that right in the feed for your customer. I also like to use a list of case studies, a list of reasons why to try our software and stuff like that. I think they're also better than image ads, especially for cold audiences because People don't watch video on LinkedIn as much as they do on other platforms. People are often using LinkedIn during the day when they're busy, maybe jumping between meetings. So videos don't get as much of a watch, uh, especially to cold audiences. So that's where I see documented ads usually perform better to cold audiences because it's a very easy swipe to read a few slides of information versus makes, making somebody watch a video where we often have very low watch rates. Video ads do much better in retargeting audiences once they're all already have seen your brand, maybe been to your website, then they're going to be more likely to watch a video. All right, so pulling this all together in the end here, this is how document ads become the triple threat ad format. Number one, they are a very high engagement ad. I can get a lot of swipes for very cheap and then I can retarget those engagements in a retargeting campaign. Number two, I can put a link to my website in the body. So if somebody does wanna click through, they can click on that to click through. Keep your body short so that somebody doesn't have to click the read more button because they're probably gonna spend their time swiping through the document rather than reading the text of your ad. You don't wanna have your body copy compete with the PDF. It can be done where you can have both, where somebody maybe swipes through the document and then goes reads, reads the copy, but maybe you wanna keep that link above the read more truncation there. And lastly, is you can attach a lead form to your document ad so that if you did wanna attach a learn more or request more info, or if this is being used as a retargeting ad, maybe you offer the next step, which is you know request a demo or sort of free trial from there. So with those three kind of uh, options there, you'll get a lot of engagements for very cheap, which you can then retarget. You can direct people to the website or you can offer them that lead form to request more info or request a demo. So that's the triple threat. All right, and then some final tips and tricks here that I recommend. Uh, number one is do tell people to swipe or else they might just think it's an image. So put a little arrow there, tell people to swipe to go through the rest of the document. That'll increase your engagement rate. Number two is to use the tall page size. Um, you can do square or you can do tall, but do avoid the short horizontal slides. If you're if you're exporting like a Google slide deck and then uploading that, that's gonna be too short. You're taking up less screen real estate and you're gonna get a lower engagement rate because of that. Number three is don't use super small text. Don't try to cram too much information into the PDF just because you're thinking about it like a document. Don't try to write a whole page of information there. Think about big headlines that are readable in the feed that somebody can just scan through to read. And then lastly is do incorporate some visuals, You know, especially on your cover page. Maybe you have a visual that uh, reflects either your product or service or your target audience to make that connection so that that gets them to swipe through the rest of the document. All right, so that's a lot of information about document ads. I hope you see them in a whole new light the next time you go to LinkedIn and scroll through your feed. So go check them out there. 
Uh, that's all we got today for document ads. Stay tuned for more episodes here in the future. Upcoming content is going to include episodes around funnel structure. We've talked a lot about this recently on, on LinkedIn. So this is going to be definitely a deep dive is definitely going to be coming up in a future episode where we'll talk about you know how to set up and configure your ad account for best performance. We'll talk about retargeting layers, persona layers, and stuff like that. And then all the considerations you want to think about when you're structuring your ad account. And then another episode on creative best practices where we'll deep dive on, we've talked a lot about the image, the optimized images here and why those perform so well on LinkedIn. We'll go, we'll go, we'll take an episode to go super deep on image ads and creative best practices so that you'll know exactly what to put in your ads to get the best performance on LinkedIn. All right. So that's what we got for you today. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or send an email to podcast at speedworksocial.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to LinkedIn Ads Radio. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for more.